This is Robotic Disclosure, the program that reveals everything you want to know about robotic surgery, robotic technology, and how to run a best practice robotic program for your hospital, your surgeons, and your patients. And now, here's your host, Josh Feldstein. We'll be speaking today with Emily Holloman, the CEO of Hackensack Meridian Health Pascac Valley Medical Center in Westwood, New Jersey. Emily, great to have you. Thank you, Josh. It's my pleasure to be be with you. Let's talk a little bit about your hospital's decision to uh, invest in the uh, Senhance system. I'm I'm really curious. What led to your leadership uh, giving this consideration, and what was the decision making acquisition process like for you at uh, at the hospital? Yeah, that's a great question, Josh. So, Pascac Valley Medical Center, um, we're a community hospital. That's part of a larger network, Hackensack Meridian Health, um, within the state of New Jersey. And um, as a network, um, we're really known for being a nationwide leader on the forefront of healthcare and innovation. And so, you know, I think that was really what was driving us to this new technology. Um, it appealed to our medical staff uh, as something different to the traditional modalities in robotics that have been available. And, you know, uh, particularly our physician champion, Dr. Trivedi, was extremely passionate about the technology and what it could mean for his surgeries and his patient outcomes. And so, you know, we were drawn to the idea that, you know, we would be able to be a leader in this new technology rather than a follower in in some of the other things that, you know, have been on the market for some time. Mm Well, looking for a leadership position uh, requires having some uh, some courage, and also be willing to to deal with uh, bumps in the road. Uh, and I'm just curious, as you started to uh, think through the acquisition process, was it a smooth one? Uh, were there questions and concerns that came up? Uh, what happened with uh, your your leadership t- uh, team's uh, decision making process, Emily? Yeah, so you know, I, I think it was it was a very um, comprehensive evaluation. Again, there there are a lot of great technologies out in the market, and uh, you know, for us, the um, the fact that we had a physician champion who you know was really interested in the technology and um, passionate about partnering with us and and our team and our periop team to roll this out at our organization was, was a huge advantage, right? I mean, I think that's um, one of the reasons that, that we've seen such a successful program is that he was willing to really take a leadership role to help us evaluate the technology, understand what it meant to us as an organization, and be very proactive and involved in the rollout and the development of our, of our robotic program here at Pascac Valley Medical Center. And, you know, I think for us, the idea that um, we could be one of the first 10 hospitals in the country that ha- would have this new technology was appealing. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, our, our network partner is really committed to in- innovation, and we felt that the Senhance surgical system was one of the newest and most innovative robotic technologies on the platform. It offered some different clinical um factors, which, you know, I know you've spoken with Dr. Trivedi about that, you know, maybe weren't available in, uh, in some of the other technologies available. And then also the idea that our surgeons could eventually be training surgeons from around the world on this new system was exciting and, and felt, felt right for us as an organization. 
So leadership, innovation, uh, all, all of that is is really a, a big driver. Let's talk a little bit about cost because that's obviously front and center on everybody's mind when it comes to robotics. Uh, one of the key things that we hear in the marketplace is that robotic surgery is uh, something that costs too much and cases take too long. I'm curious, where does the Senhance uh, acquisition uh, uh, compare uh, with regard to cost savings uh, relative to a uh, DaVinci platform? And is this something that really drove the, uh, the leadership team at your hospital's decision-making process? Yeah, so Josh, you know, we, we currently don't have a DaVinci platform, so, you know, I don't, I don't know that I want to go into the, the comparison of the two, but certainly cost is um, always a deciding factor for any organization in, in terms of the decision to invest your capital and, um, you know, where, where we put those priorities, and, and that certainly, you know, was not different in this instance, um, but for us, that that cost factor was not the driving the driving force of our decision. I think it was more about um, you know the quality proposition for our patients, the innovation, you know, being a leader in robotic surgery. I think was more of what was driving our decision making than cost. When you created the uh, uh, decision to become a robotic institution, Emily, did you formulate a, uh, a committee structure? Uh, did you create a vision relative to the robotic program uh, that uh, Dr. Trevitti was uh, uh, taking the lead on? What was it like to kind of create governance and structure around your robotic program? Yeah, so, you know, I think we worked within our existing medical staff structure, and, you know, we have we have a formal medical staff leadership, um, you know, within our medical executive committee and our department of surgery and then the divisions that... Um, you know, or within that. And so we, we worked within that existing structure and certainly sought feedback from, you know, many different cl- clinicians that practice, you know, at Pascac Valley and, you know, took into, into account all of those perspectives, you know, in addition to, you know, the general surgery technology that we're talking about today. We also invested in ro- robotic technology for our orthopedic service line. And so, you know, it was really a, um, a multi uh, service line approach to say, you know, as an organization, what's right for us, where do we fit within our network, and, you know, what is it that we need to offer to our patients in our community to make sure that they're getting the best, you know, the most innovative and the best quality care that, you know, that we, we can and should offer at a community hospital. So when you think about robotics, you think about them. Um, uh, you think about robotics across service lines, uh, and uh, that would also include uh, orthopedics, uh, as well as uh, uh, a number of the uh, uh, types of cases that can be done uh, corporeally with the uh, the Senhan system. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. And so when you have committee meetings. Uh, do uh, uh, surgeons from a variety of different service lines uh, attend, including orthopedics? Yes. Yeah, so we have both structures. You know, we have a um, you know an overall uh, surgery department that is comprised of you know many different specialties and different divisions, and then you know within the within the department of surgery, we have um, standalone division meetings for orthopedics or urology or general surgery. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of both. Let's talk a little bit about uh, 
whether you have specific requirements for surgeons to learn uh, about the Senhance platform. Uh, is it uh, by invitation only, or do surgeons uh, say, hey, I'd like to become more engaged with robotics now, uh, and they have to then follow a, a, a pathway that the credentialing uh, policies dictate at the hospital. So just give us an idea. How are surgeons uh, brought into robotics uh, at, um, at the hospital? Certainly. You know, I think it's more of the latter um, of your descriptions. We have an open medical staff, and so we, you know, we want to make this technology available to all of the physicians on our medical staff. Certainly, patient safety is our number one priority, and so for us, that means that you know, we have to have a mechanism to assure that our physicians are comfortable, um, that they're properly trained when using the technology. So although we want to, you know, have open access and encourage, you know, the innovation and the use of the technology, we also want to sort of balance that with ensuring that we do that in, you know, a thoughtful and safe manner. So, um, you know, sort of through the committee structure that I mentioned earlier and in conjunction with, you know, some of our network um, partners who, you know, have had robotics in their, in their organization, you know, for many years, develop, we developed a, um, you know, a pathway for our surgeons to become credentialed and, um, you know, and that there's a, a couple of different paths depending on uh, what the surgeon's robotic experience is, whether that's has been part of their residency training, whether that's been, you know, a, a piece of their private practice um, through the years. And so there are different requirements, including, you know, coursework, clinical training um, that need to be uh, that need to be taken um, before they are approved for credentialing. And then we um, we do require that all surgeons be proctored on their first several cases utilizing the Senhance and. You know, that's really to assure that they have the support necessary as they begin utilizing the new technology. Um, so, you know, we, we do have a pretty rigorous process in conjunction with, with the credentialing program. And do the uh, credentials uh, require a certain uh, minimum number of, of cases that are going to be performed on the Senhance uh, platform? We do. So we have um, we have an annual volume requirement and um, you know, again, that's really just to assure that the surgeons maintain their skill and maintain um, up to date with, you know, we're constantly making improvements to the technology. You know, the Senhance equipment is, you know, constantly making improvements in, in some of its features. And so we want to assure that, you know, all of our surgeons stay up to date on that. And, um, and so we do have an annual volume requirement. And, you know, if they fall below that, then we just require that they bring a proctor in and have someone, you know, work with them on, on a number of cases before they um, go back to operating independently with the technology. As one of the uh, first uh, sites in the United States that uh, uh, is using the uh, this enhanced platform uh, at Pascac Valley Medical Center. Emily, do you guys uh, communicate regularly with um, uh, people from R&D at uh, Transenterics, uh, or do they bring technology to you um, uh, only once it's been uh, commercially available? In other words, are you involved with research and development, I guess is the question. So in a formal capacity, we're, we're not involved in their research and development, but I would say, you know, on a practical basis, um, you know, our team here, our program has grown pretty rapidly, and 
Um, I think we're one of their highest volume sites, you know, throughout the country. And so, um, to their credit, I think they're they're very open about um, hearing the feedback from you know our surgeons and also the team members, the periop team members that are working. Um, you know, in the room with the equipment. And, and so I think that gets back to sort of our initial decision-making and bringing on the technology is that we do feel like we have a voice in what's working and what, you know, what, what enhancements could be made and, and how the technology could be changed and tweaked to make it um, better for the providers and the staff and better for the patient. So I, I do certainly feel like we have a voice in that. What type of feedback do you get from your operating room crew uh, with regard to the uh, the Senhan system? You know, I think they've just been uh, really excited um, also to be part of, you know, something new and something innovative. And, um, you know, they, they've really embraced learning something different. And um, many of them have worked with different robotic technologies in, you know, in, in previous institutions. And so I think they... They like the open concept. They like having the surgeon be part of um, the operating team. Um, I think they find some of the design um, easy to work with in terms of separate arms and being able to um, being able to move things around discreetly um, in terms of the parts and pieces. They certainly appreciate that many of the components are the same components that they use for laparoscopic surgery. Um, so it makes their learning curve um, easier and, um, you know, their, their comfort level in, in the new technology is certainly heightened because of that. Uh, approximately how many uh, hands using robotic surgeons do you have at uh, uh, Pascac Valley Medical Center? Um, currently, we have three surgeons who are credentialed um, on the technology. We have two general surgeons and one gynecologist. Great. And I would imagine that you guys are thinking about expanding that as, as uh, time uh, moves forward. Is that something that uh, you envision uh, over the next uh, year or two? Absolutely. I mean, you know, our, our initial goal when we started the program earlier this year is, you know, we, we definitely wanted to... Um, you know, slow and steady wins the race. We wanted to assure that we had, um, you know, good good training, good guidelines, that our staff were comfortable. And so I, I think that we've, um, feel like we've accomplished that and can now, um, you know, sort of spread it out and, uh, and to other physicians and providers that are interested in the technology. And, and I think that as we see our program grow and um, see, you know, the great patient outcomes and, you know, that will pique the interest of other providers to say, hmm, maybe, maybe I want to, to give this a try. Maybe I should learn this. And um, so we definitely uh, envision that growing over the coming years. As an innovator, uh, tell me, how does uh, Pascac Valley take the messaging of uh, Senhance to the patients uh, in the community? Uh, is there a, a specific uh, educational uh, pathway that you have? Do you uh, promote it in a particular kind of way? Or is this simply just rolled up as part of your, your surgical portfolio and uh, it's discussed uh, between the, the surgeon and the patient, but it's not necessarily promoted? So if you could speak a little bit to that, that would be very interesting. Yeah, so I, I think the decision of um, robotics versus non-robotics is is a very personal decision between the surgeon and the patient. So, 
you know, from the perspective of the decision to use or not to use robotics, you know, I think it it very much is that surgeon-patient relationship, and that's where that decision and that education of the patient and um, their understanding comes from. You know, definitely from a, you know, a macro level as a hospital, you know, we want our community to understand and know that we have um, the latest and greatest technology, that we are investing in innovative technologies to improve their care and offer them, you know, all of those options. But in terms of, uh, you know, that decision-making, I, I do think it's a very um, a very personal decision between the surgeon and the patient. So you don't promote uh, publicly that you have uh, Senhance. It's not like something that you're, you know, you have, uh, you know, banner ads and, and uh, billboards and stuff. You're, you're not going in that direction. Uh, so we do promote robotics overall. Um, you know, again, we want to um, make sure that our community has the message and is aware that we we have the technology, um, both the Senhance and other robotic technology. Um, so we definitely do promote that to our community, um, you know, again, as an innovator and uh, assuring them that we are investing in, in technology to continue to improve their, their care and their outcomes. That's great. So it becomes part of your overall uh, robotic offering and, and uh, uh, it's kind of generalized. I think that's fair, yes. Can you envision a time when you'll have a number of Senhance units, uh, perhaps one in every operating room, uh, like uh, current la- lap towers, uh, or do you see that it's going to be a, a, a distinct uh, select operating room or two that's going to have a Senhance platform uh, uh, compared to n- other ORs that don't have them? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I, th- I think that will be driven by how quickly the technology is is adopted, um, you know, by the providers. So, you know, I think that we're, we're certainly early in the learning curve and in the um, the adoption and the acceptance phase of this. Um, you know, I think that particularly given, you know, there, there's a lot of different specialties and this technology in particular doesn't fit the need for every specialty, but... You know, I can certainly envision that there will be some sort of robotic technology in each, you know, operating room, maybe not solely the Senhance, but, you know, to support that particular specialty. We've been speaking with Emily Holloman, the CEO of Hackensack Meridian Health, Pascac Valley Medical Center in Westwood, New Jersey. You've been listening to Robotic Disclosure. Robotic Disclosure is produced by Kava Robotics International, helping hospitals create profitable, high-quality, best-practice robotic programs in the U.S. and around the world since 2011. Visit kava-robotics.com.